dog. Ladies, gentlemen, and other fine folks, you are listening to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get-off-my-lawn cast. This is your favorite podcast, the only podcast that features the open-minded musings of two mid-40s. Can we still say mid-40s, Bill? I think we have to. Legally, we, we have to. Yeah. Our, our attorneys have told us right before we started our recording. Attorneys, our team of attorneys, our secretaries, our, our, our staff. Uh, mid-40s pod... Uh, mid-40s curmudgeons bravely, boldly staring down their entertainment irrelevance. I am one of your two co-hosts. I am 50% of your co-hosting team. My name is Noah Tarno. I am the founder and senior quiz master of The Big Quiz Thing. The trivia game show spectacular uh, here in San Francisco, California, and joining me via the magic of the series of tubes from Amsterdam, Dam, Dam, and Netherlands, Lands, Lands. Say hello, Bill. What day of the week is it? Oh, right, it's Saturday, so that means I'm in Amsterdam. Uh, yes, my name is Bill Scurry. I'm uh, the founder and proprietor of something called American Caesar Enterprises, which is a camel trading syndicate operating out of the Fertile Crescent, which advises its clients not to ask where the dromedaries originate. <laughs> is there some joke I'm not getting there about where camels originate or no no it's just it's like again it has probably akin to horse wrestling where it's better that you don't know where these come from because these camels might have owners beforehand by the uh, way can you name can you name the two types of camels uh uh there's one hump and two humps right correct yes yeah i i i read something once about a guy who had tried he had eaten all sorts of foods all over one of those guys an anthony bourdain type guy and he said he ate camel testicles once and it was one of the worst things he had eaten I mean, um, why, why would it be different than a uh, tripe or... I I, maybe, yeah. it was, maybe it was cooked wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Or than Rocky Mountain oysters, which oh, are Rocky Mountain oysters. bull testicles, I, right? I just have to assume that, again, like any meat, you know, there, there is something very nearby on a chicken or a cow that you could eat that would taste terrible. But again, it's very, yeah. it's very proximal to something you're already eating. And I, I, can't, right. imagine, I can't imagine it like a, a camel testicle... Other than if it was cooked in a sort of like in, uh, in an improper way, maybe it just wasn't seasoned correctly. May, may, yes, it didn't have the eleven herbs and spices of a the kernels. Kentucky fried, the kernels, yeah, the kernels. Who was originally going to open Kentucky Fried <laughs> Camel, camel Balls, and he's like, you know, he did some marketing research and he, he thought chicken would be an easier sell. It really came down to the wire. Yeah, it, you know, yeah, like it he, really did. His wife. By the way, I What's your core? His wife said what? His wife said what? Yeah. What's your core competency? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's your core competency, chicken or camel testicles. Irony, do you know where the first uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken uh, location was located? Tennessee, of all places? Utah. Utah. That doesn't Not make, Kentucky. That doesn't make any Utah. sense at all. And by the way, Popeye's, yeah, makes sense. Is e L.C. Seeger's uh, creation has nothing to do with the fried chicken chain. That's what South. he says. Yeah. He says he named it after Popeye Doyle in The French Connection. Oh, yeah? Okay. But we think he's just lying. Although they used to have their kids' meals, used to they had a licensing deal with you know whoever owns Papa and Olive Oil and all them for a while. So big. Uh, also, it is big Popeye. It is proper, big Popeye. It is properly Popeyes with no apostrophe, just Popeyes, like more than one Popeye. Yeah. That um, why does why does so many military men sell chicken? Uh, you, you got Colonel Sanders. You yeah. got General So. Yeah. And Popeye was in the Navy. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, Popeye, the guy himself. Well, he was more like a merchant, a merchant seaman. I don't know if he was in the navy per se. 
I thought he had the Navy tattoo, didn't he? Well, he had an anchor tattoo. He didn't have, like, what was he, an airborne ranger? Well, yeah, so Popeye wasn't in the Navy. Uh, We have no, that's not canon that Popeye was in the Navy. Popeye was a lerp. He was a sniper in the jungle. His arms were covered in tattoos. (laughs) And he served, he he was in the. He served with Mr. Rogers. (laughs) The same unit as Fred Rogers. (laughs) Those who don't know, there's a great urban legend that Fred Rogers, who was awesome, by the way, was a sniper in Vietnam. Dead eye. You yeah. know, just the contrast and that the reason he wore sweaters on Mr. Rogers' neighborhood is because he had tattoos up. And, not just that he was a soldier, but he was a sniper. He murdered people from the trees. In the you know, what a lot of people don't know is the, the original opening credits was him laying in a bed as the ceiling <laughs> fan that chopped over his head. <laughs> it was a model of that. A little he, he was in his underwear kick, kicking the full-size mirror in the hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> are you looking at me are you looking at me uh this show we do not normally talk about camel testicles or fried chicken or popeye or mr rogers uh we talk about something that's happening in our culture uh that uh the, a new thing and we try to make sense of it and this is uh we're talking about politics today so if you are easily triggered by opinions that do not agree with yours turn it off now because we don't want you uh, let's talk politics. Have you heard of this guy, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr.? Well, turns out he is. I didn't know this, but he's currently the president of the United States. Good for him. Oh. Uh, yeah, but some people aren't happy about that because of reasons. Uh, you know, it might be that Biden is not shepherding the transformative change that America and the world so desperately need. Uh, more likely it's because these people feel they have a God-given right to drive a car that only gets four miles per gallon and they believe the president has some magical dial on his desk via which he can unilaterally control gas prices. So people don't like Joe Biden, a bunch of people. So cast your mind back to October of 2021, remember kids? And there was some NASCAR something or other. And at this event, uh, the phrase, let's go Brandon, was coined. It was a misinterpretation of a cheer that was actually fuck Joe Biden. Let's go, Brandon. Usually not including the requisite comma because, you know, you can figure that one out. Uh, a poorly ciphered code for fuck Joe Biden. Now, I could, I could criticize... We're not talking about let's go, Brandon. That We'll get there. But I can criticize... I'm going to digress. Now, I can criticize how classless it is to chant a poorly ciphered code for fuck Joe Biden. But maybe I'm a hypocrite because I must admit in the past seven years or so, more than a few times, I have loudly said, fuck Donald Trump. So, you know, maybe I am a hypocrite. But what I never did was buy a t-shirt that had a poorly siphoned, ciphered code for fuck Donald Trump or got a giant banner on my shitty, tacky Florida house that said fuck Donald Trump. So maybe I'm not a hypocrite. Anyway, cut to this past spring when a meme arose on Twitter and 4chan called Dark Maga. And what Dark Maga did or does is it shifted uh, their fantasy version of Donald Trump that portrayed him as a principled and competent adult to a dark, edgy, fearsomely sci-fi slash biblical version of the competent Donald Trump intent on smiting all who stand in his path. So it would be pictures of Trump with uh, badass facial tattoos, uh, gaudily photoshopped wearing a crown or a Bane mask, you know, things like that. Basically, their idea, Dark Maga, was to make Trump look like a badass who's going to destroy everyone in his path. And very quickly, this kind of melded with the Let's Go Brandon, and we got a new meme 
which is dark branded, which is our topic today. Dark branded or hashtag dark branded. And that resulted in a new set of memes substituting President Biden for Donald Trump and apparently mocking what MAGA heads view as Biden's incompetence or lack of mental acuity. Oh, the irony. Um, apparently this started with some, some, a Chinese artist drew some caricatures of the president of Biden sitting on a Game of Thrones style throne or his eyes glowing incandescent yellow, etc. Then, uh, around the time where Biden was looking like a gaff machine, he, um, he had a teleprompter snaf, teleprompter snafu, uh, the first lady made some graceless comment about tacos, uh, etc., that kind of resulted in people taking Dark Brandon and saying how he was a complete fool. See, this is what pisses me off, Bill, that this is what moves a political discourse. It's not, oh, Biden failed to pass his first version of Build Back Better. It's that he stuck his foot in his mouth. This is how we got Donald Trump. This is the shit that's considered more important. Oh, I like Trump because he's funny. Never mind what he actually does. So the term Dark Brandon itself is actually uh, was first found in someone tweeted a joking list of titles of Batman movies, but replacing Batman with Brandon. So it was pretty funny. It said, you know, Brandon the movie, Brandon, Brandon Returns, Brandon Forever. And then getting into the 2000s, it had Brandon Begins and The Dark Brandon. And that's how we first got Dark Brandon. But then, Bill, in recent weeks, the worm has turned. You like that phrase? The worm is what, what? What is the worm? What is the what is the protean worm we're talking about? It's here? probably something about fishing, but I love that term. Anyway, as you know, around the end of July, beginning of August, Biden got COVID, and let me tell you, when I had COVID, I felt like my face was about to explode, and I'm only one fifth of Biden's age. But when Biden had COVID, he authorized a military strike that killed Qaeda leader Ayman al Zawahiri with zero civilian casualties. Then he finally, his arm twisting of Joe Manchin worked. And we passed, they passed the pretty good Inflation Reduction Act. They passed the Chips and Science Act. Uh, Ukrainian President uh, Zelensky uh, publicly and boldly credited Biden for U.S. military aid helping Ukraine in the war against Russia. Um, they shamed Republicans into blockading uh, a bill to help veterans who've been uh, injured by burn pits, and they passed that bill. Uh, things that have nothing to do with Biden, but make them look good anyway. Gas prices began plunging. Economic indicators turned away from a likely recession. The Kansas abortion vote proved that Democrats might be motivated, motivated to vote this November after all. So now Biden looks good, not just good, but possibly great. And the Democrats have co-opted hashtag dark branding as a meme to say that Biden is a badass who gets shit done. He shoots lightning from his fingers. He blasts his enemies with radioactive Godzilla breath. And it's gone so far that the official Twitter feeds of both the DNC and the White House, the White House, these are just tweet press releases. Now they're using the hashtag, tweeting some of the Biden memes with his eyes glowing and him carrying big uh, uh, water cooler uh, tubs that say Republican tears on them. Biden uh, tearing his shirt open to reveal a Superman S, but restyle as a B, the I did that sticker that Republicans are sticking on gas tanks when, uh, on, on uh, gas pumps when uh, gas prices are high uh, changed to, I did that and I'd fucking do it again. Uh, Biden as Joby Wan Kenobi. Every time you put in hashtag dark brand and everything is incredibly positive of Joe Biden and not just negative of Republicans, but taking it to them the way that Democrats don't do enough. And um, this week with the forgiving of student loan debt, 
it's gone into overdrive calling out Republicans for their hypocrisy, all the Republicans who, who got forgiven their PPP loans. And some of this has to be, according to the press, credited to a young woman named Megan Coyne, who got some national attention for running the Twitter feed for the official Twitter feed for the state of New Jersey, where she really hit back against Republicans, was sassy and funny and sharp. And she recently took a job in the White House. So now she's running the White House Twitter feed. So Dark Brandon, portraying uh, Brandon, portraying Biden as a sci-fi superhuman powerhouse, getting shit done and smacking down Republicans in the process. That is our topic this week. Bill, what do you think of Dark Brandon? Well, that was you certainly took us on a, a voyage there through the didn't dark, I the dark didn't recesses of the mind. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. It, it was actually very in thinking about how I would have tried to do an opening. I don't know if I could have. Yeah, you swept up a lot of pieces and put it in there. Yeah, I was about to say, everything you just said, if you said that to you five years ago, ten years ago, would any of that have made sense? The sort of like, <laughs> again, all the, all the waves crashing over and over again and, and you know changing and scrambling and recontextualizing all those facts time and time again. It's just so unusual. And yet this is the world we live in. Um, so in, in case anybody did not get the point, this is, a, this is shitposting. Uh, this, it's a meme. I mean, it's the confluence of a lot of things. Like, you, you know, you, you mentioned the politics. it's more than that, but okay. It's more than that, but it certainly is at least that. It's the confluence of politics and shit posting and message warring, message warrioring and, and, and all that stuff. It, it makes sense that somehow, I don't know why it took now for people to get their mojo for, for left-wingers who were working in the government and who were in positions of messaging authority to be able to, to, to clap back. I mean, it seems like the, the shit post factory from the right wing uh, has been an overdrive for the last, you know, seven or eight years, even longer than that, where, you know, it's this bad faith uh, messaging that comes out of the of the foundries, the deep pits under uh, Barad-dûr, wherever the Lord of the Rings was set, you know, just creating these armies of, of shambling out of the ground of, of orcs and whatnot and goblins. And, um, you know, whether it's the, the fake Twitter users that are that are out there um, or if it's the Macedonian troll farms or the people who were you know, just creating cynical messaging, it's taken way too long to kind of like fight fire with fire. I mean, in this case, it's like fight fire with a fucking barbecue, uh, you know, igniter, but at least it's something. Um, this hasn't been a fair fight so far, um, but this looks like, you know, it, it's a way to hit back over the course of a month, pretty much. Because, you know, you said Megan Coyne, I think, was on the job from 2nd August. Uh, granted, this this has been going on since before that. But in terms of this particular sense of sauciness, especially from the White House uh, Twitter account, you know, it is a relatively new invention. Um, the, the, they, the, the Biden White House and especially the Obama White House, they were attempting to keep Twitter, again, pretty sedate and boring. But that's not what we do with Twitter. That's not how it works. You know, they're not going to invent the memes, but what they're going to do now is use the mouthpiece the same way it had been used through, you know, dumb fucks for years to say this is another, this is a bomb throwing, this is a trebuchet, you know, this this is a catapult that's designed to lob ordnance into the enemy camp. And I'm sorry, but that's just where we're at these days. You can't afford not to um, just do all this sludgy, sludgy, sludgy shit that the other guys have been doing for far too long. I think that... Uh, you know, I worked with a guy at my last newspaper job. He used to call uh, the 1990s the Clinton Slime Factory, saying that they had a they had a rapid response team. You know, it was Carvel and some of these people, uh, Bagala, maybe not Bagala, but like there was all these people um, who were part of the rapid response, and their job was to instantly clap back in 1990s currency 
as fast as they could, as hard as they could to, you know, smash fingers in, you know, indoors, that kind of thing. Their job was to hit back and to make it seem like you will be afraid to attack us again because you don't like what's, you know, you're not going to like the, the, the uh, response. It's going to be, you know, absolutely unilateral. And they walked away from that. You had many, you know, this, this is now two terms of Obama. Uh, and even during well, Obama consciously sold himself as things have gotten messy from both sides, and I'm not going to play that game. And he he didn't realize that the other side had no interest right. in playing any other game. Right, and like like Mad Ben, they ran a, a ride on mower over his shoe, you know, <clears throat> and and you know we just tried to pretend that that was that was an unusual one off occurrence, and it's like it was not. That was their method yeah. of doing battle. But believe me, somewhere in this business, this has happened before. <laughs> this happened before. Love that line. It's yeah. great. Uh, so, you know, again, it, it took us the last three weeks of the, you know, August of Joe Biden's second year to finally begin, um, you know, a conservative, you know, to, to become message warrior, warrioring, warring uh, uh, combat of this sort. And again, it helps that, you know, that there have been the accomplishments to back it up so that the slaps actually have weight behind them. But the thing is, it's like, even when you don't, it's like their their side has had nothing to talk about other than destruction, devastation, restriction, well, deregulation. Yeah, you know, trans people are, you know, destroying America, shit yeah. like that. But but it's like yeah. they, they had this cock of the walk assuredness about message message uh, uh, warfare from right wing, you know, shit posts, Republicans and all these things. And they've had nothing to crow about. And they would invent talking points and they would become... Overnight, yeah. they overnight those become hashtags, and they you know yeah. as quickly as quickly as they would bloom, they would fall off the tree, and you're on to the next thing. The thing is, no one no one caught up with them. They were absolutely baseless, hollow, useless things. But the thing is, all together, it created this ecosystem, this tide of information warfare that apparently there was no uh, counter for. And you know whatever this is, and I you know I mean let's I'll hint to the end of this. I'm not a gigantic fan of this because it's really grim, the whole phenomenon. This is unfortunately the time we live in. This this is the this is the counterattack you got to do. You can't fight you know you can't come out with somebody with a sword with a kendo stick. You got to fight him with a fucking sword. That's what this yeah. is somewhat doing. You put one of ours in the hospital. We put two of yours in the morgue. Exactly. It's the world we live in. Uh, well. You know, there, there are kind of two topics here. There's Democrats finally fighting back and how they're fighting back with these memes, which I think is really the essence of Dark Brandon, making Biden look like a superhero, a sci-fi figure, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, a video of him. Uh, they, they had a video of someone dancing really funkily, and they superimposed Biden's head on the body. So it looks like Biden's, you know, really getting down. Can I, can I before you go any further, I just want to ask yeah. you... Do you think there's a kernel to this that is I look I know it's a breath of fresh air for for people on the left you know for Democrats but the thing is is there a kernel of where people on quote unquote our side believe this as much as the other side actually believes unironically in some of those Trump on a dinosaur memes you know what I mean I think it probably goes to the same extent I think a lot of those people are are fooling themselves and kind of realize they're fooling themselves they're no 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 sticking their fingers in their ears I think I think it's probably an equal thing. You think people are just, yeah, pretend Biden's a badass? I mean... Or just be happy that there's there's something think, galvanizing people for the moment. Well, I, I am happy about that. I yeah. think we're more self, self-consciously self exaggerating because we realize Biden's 189 years old. But, 
you know, we're talking about actual accomplishments. They're just talking about, I mean, we're also talking about making them feel bad. There is some of that. They're just talking about making us, us feel bad or fantasy. You know, Trump is the best president ever because he made America great again. Why? Because he did. Because he got rid of Obama, you know, or something like that. Um, I mean, I guess a lot of people are happy Roe v. Wade was overturned, you know, and that, unfortunately, that is a Trump accomplishment. Of course, a traitor to the United States appointed one-third of the Supreme Court. That seems like that's a problem. Anyway, um, I'm going to quote a tweet I saw this morning that said, finally, the White House starts having some fucking balls. And I think a lot of us on the left were hungering for that. I remember explicitly hungering for that when Obama was president. But that was not his style. He never really got with that. Um, I think this is mostly awesome. I think it's good in two ways. It makes good argument that Biden is doing what I honestly feel is a good job. I think Biden's, at the moment, I think doing an exceptional job, frankly. You know, especially considering the limitations he has. Not just that he's 972 years old, but that it's a 50-50 Senate and the other side is really not interested in, in playing fair or arguing in good faith. You tell me that he served well, he served in the Senate with um, Grover Cleveland and El- Eldridge uh, Gary? Dude, those guys are from completely different eras. But he, he spanned that gap too. That's what And Cleveland never served in the Senate. Learn your American history. All right. Uh, I mean, it makes an argument that, and well, I think it's an accurate argument. Biden's doing a great job, but it does it in a smart, savvy, modern way. You know, I remember a discussion with a friend a few years ago who thought Trump would romp to re-election victory. And his argument was that Democrats don't understand media now and discourse. And he said, the only Democrat I see who does is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Now, I think we're in a place where there are more. Uh, John Fetterman, the Senate candidate in he, he, could have, he could have been a topic. That. He could have been a topic we talked about. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, Fetterman got lucky that he's facing a monumentally bad, unqualified, ridiculous gaffe machine opponent in Dr. Oz. Yeah. I mean, Fetterman, you know, it helps when you cook with the right food, you know? But he, you know, so, he, he learned how to take the guy's pants off and spank him. That, that right. Is, that's and, a skill. We're seeing more Democrats who are like that. Yeah. Fetterman, AOC, uh, Eric Swalwell in California, uh, Katie Porter in California— uh, candidates who are really understanding this new ecosystem and how you have to express yourself to get through to people, the jokes you have to make, that there has to be jokes. Finally, we're doing what the GOP does, but not in the service of bullshit and garbage and hate and smacking down trans people and saying that choosing new pronouns is a problem and banning books. We're doing it in the service of progress What's, and helping people. This, and, this week it was seven letters. This, you, question mark, you know? yes. Yeah, so, you know, the memes calling out the hypocrisy of Republicans, right? Uh, you know, maybe it'll go too far. The joke will get old and it will make the Dems look stodgy, which they have been known to do. But, you know, ride this tiger while you can, JoJo. And the fact that Biden is so old and, you know, the big complaint about him and, and the reason I didn't support him at first and the, I didn't support him until he was the nominee was because, like, we need a new we need a new approach. And Biden is from the Senate. I mean— we joke about Grover Cleveland and Elbridge Gary, but he joined the Senate in the early 70s, man. You know, it's an old... He's figures. I mean, he did figure stuff out in the campaign, which I was impressed with, and he's figuring stuff out now. Or he's listening to people who figured it out, you know? That's more That's That's more of it. Um, you know, there's a possible downside to this, which I'll get to in the apocalypse, which is, even though it's ridiculousness in the service of what I see as righteousness, 
does everything have to be about ridiculousness? Um, and also, I just like it. I think it's cute and funny that making him look like a superhero. It makes me smile. It makes me laugh. Glowing eyes on Biden. It makes me feel even bit, you know, I feel good about him being president because shit's getting done and he's not fucking Donald Trump. But I also, it's fun to see him like that. It, it, it tickles me. Trump said that he declassified all these documents. Could he have just declassified them all? Well, I just want to know I've declassified everything in the world. I'm president. I can do it all. Come on. Declassified everything. I'm not going to comment on it because I don't know the detail. I don't even want to know. I'll let the Justice Department take care of it. Why has hashtag Dark Brandon caught on among, I mean, you know, why did it catch on at first? Among And by the way, I don't think we mentioned this. When it started and it was just conservatives posting it, they did it as a way to kind of, a lot of it was um, accusing Biden of being a fascist. There'd be, again, the irony, there'd be memes of like, you know, this is going to be you when they come for your guns or when the IRS's 87,000 jackbooted thugs, you know, break into your house, Dark Brandon will come and get you. Uh, so why that? And then why now is it caught on so much among Biden supporters? Well, I have the word galvanizing written in my notes, which is why yeah. I, I said it earlier. You know, galvan galvanizing is, what is it? Is to put zinc on metal? It's such a strange actual term that it came from. It's a metallurgy term. I don't know how it became this idea of like, you know, uh, making a lot of different people of one, you know, of different minds one. But that's what we're talking about here. Um, again, in, in a grand mall way. Of doing it in the language everybody's already speaking, the, the language of shitposting, the language of hashtags, the language of memes, of gifs, of all that stuff. And, you know, thus far, you had Joe Biden tripping on the stairs. I mean, hell, you even sent that to me the other day in our, in our chat thread. No, that's not what I sent to you. You talked about Biden tripping on stairs. Yeah. And I clapped back with Trump walking upstairs with toilet paper attached to Oh, okay. I didn't look close. And yet, that's so. my point is yeah. everything they accuse Biden of, I think, is 10 times worse with Trump. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. It's, yeah. it's projection. It's massive projection. It is. So, so you get, this, is, this is positive messaging from, from what has thus far been a very anemic presidency. And before we went hot on the mics, I was, I was, you know, I mean, this is a different topic for someone's show that's not ours. It's like, well, how much of that anemia was self-generated and how much of it was the product of obstruction? And I was like, granted, maybe that's equal amounts. Who knows? But it was certainly contributed to by inertia. The inertia of an old man and his, and his uh, you know, support system around him. I get it. it qualified people, but not necessarily the biggest gate crashers. Um, so, you know, it's too bad that we waited until the, the midpoint of his term pretty much to finally do something. Wow. Good thing it was before the midpoint. I know, I know. Heat, heat up sure. at the right time. You, know, you go into the playoffs when you're hot. That's what you want to do. Beginning, coming out of the se beginning of the season hot doesn't do any good if you cool off to the end. Don't make the playoffs. Sports, sports, sports. Um, you know, th this is, you know, I the chance that you get to piss on Let's Go Brandon, uh, the, the, in quotes, Let's Go Brandon, which is one of the, the most dumb things ever invented and it's so stupid it's like if they just said fuck joe biden it wouldn't be as bad no no it would almost it would it would be more clever i would give them more credit yeah. but, but let's go brandon you know the, the fact that the idiot guy uh, i don't know who who was that coined the actual nascar guy no it wasn't the nascar guy's fault 
It was the newswoman missing. The NASCAR okay, guy was just okay. being interviewed. Right, right, right. It's not his fault. He's just. I mean, maybe. He's no, a I thought. Shit I thought it was. I don't the, even know his name. I thought it was the guy on TV who was doing color for the NASCAR yeah, race. Something. It was the guy or a woman. Yeah. The crowd was chanting "fuck Joe Biden." But the whole and the they cra- said, "Oh, they're chanting." Let's go, Brian. She misheard it yeah, or lied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. yeah, yeah. No, look, like yeah. you know, if you go to a Ranger game, you know what they yell at the Mad- Madison Square Garden? They yell the term "asshole" and every single yeah. sports they do, and you know it's on TV, yeah. and the guy has to say, "Oh, you know what they're saying is." stupid as a joke to acknowledge the fact that they're being profane but this was like it was it was something misheard they thought it was clever and you know the the problem is is that again this is my only point about why it's popular i mean the great is to 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 chip away at this because they somehow thought let's go brandon hurt us as yeah, much as much. Well, they think the number one issue is making us feel bad. Yeah. That's it. No, but it's not only yeah. that. Yes, yes, of course. What I mean is that they've elevated Trump to Godhead, where to them, the worst slight would be thinking that, oh, what if we chip away at Joe Biden? That'll make them right. feel bad. It's like, wait a second. Yeah. We don't yeah. hold him up as a cult leader. No. With a we gold, don't have with Biden a gold... flags no. hanging off our houses. He, we, don't have, yeah. we, we don't imagine him wearing a gold headpiece at the top of a ziggurat. You know, with with all these people well, bringing human sacrifice. Now we do. Well, now we do. Right. It, it's probably a thing. <laughs> but but the thing is, they thought that this was making. You know, and funny because you said earlier, you said fuck Donald Trump. And it's like yeah, we also said fuck Joe Biden. It, he wasn't our guy. We weren't enthused about this. We said we said yes, Elizabeth Warren, so on and so forth. It, it, he wasn't our guy. We didn't care about him. Attacking him didn't do anything to us. He is our president. Like we're he's the the only person we have at the top of the food chain who's carrying out the agenda. But we don't love him. I mean, we like things I, about I, I, him. I I, I got to be honest. I've always liked Joe Biden. Okay, but it, I'm not, not crazy about him, and I wish Elizabeth Warren had won. That's what I mean. I I I honestly have always liked Joe. It Biden. doesn't. It and, never, and, and and I'll admit he treated he treated uh, Anita Hill like shit. He's far from perfect. Yeah. But I like him. I don't worship him. I like him. That's my point. Is that none of us worship him? But they they're treating it as if it's as if it's there's an equivalency. That whole here's yes. we're gonna our, yes. our exactly. gods are gonna go against exactly each other. exactly. I'm yeah. not gonna have a flag or a standee of him on my front lawn. Uh, yeah, it's I mean it's popular. It's very modern that it's not. You know, this is what humor has become. It's not a joke per se. It's just an expression of a of a aesthetic that makes people smile. You know what I mean? Um. And we're, you know, those of us who care, actually care about this country, we're begging for success. We're begging for the wind at our back. And when we get it, we want to party and we want to laugh and we want to joke and we want to push it. And we want to, you know, show some swagger, rip our shirt open and have the Superman thing on it, you know, sit on top of the the, the pile of uh, skulls, you know, uh, hoist the water cooler tubs that say Republican tears. I actually think that's pretty funny. I like the, um, the Game of Thrones uh, sword sword uh, sword throne that they they put him on. They yeah. shoved on that one. By the way, you showed a picture of him sticking a gun in a woman's mouth, and apparently that was one of the first random memes. And you said this is the sign of the apocalypse. That someone tweeted, "Is this a real?" Yes, film? yes, exactly, yes. <laughs> He's sticking a gun in an old lady. And mouth. just just below it, it's somebody said, "I can't find any evidence of Photoshop. What's the context for this?" <laughs> I was like, please tell me this. Any of this is made up. Please tell me that. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's also the sense that we kept saying sooner or later they'd figure out. I mean, I don't want to shit on Obama. I think Obama was all right. But, like, he never quite figured it out. I mean, I think he figured it out, but he was never quite able to do it. This idea that, oh, you know, Obamacare, I'll, I'll, 
I'll do the I'll do Mitt Romney's plan. I'll do Bob Dole's plan, and they have to get on board because it's their idea. They don't give a shit what the plan is. They just want to stop you, you know. And I think he mentally figured that out, but he never quite. It's just not the kind of person he was. And if Biden or the Democrats now are figuring that out, it is such a relief, such a fucking relief, which is why we're so happy about it. I also like the joke. I think the contrast, uh, you know, is funny. I mean, I say I like Biden, but again, the guy's 762 years old. He certainly now seems, I mean, we used to joke when he was vice president that he was this like wacky kind of crazy party animal guy. I remember the onion had a running joke about that. Um, but, you know, now he just, he seems like an, an old, slow grandpa. So it's a funny contrast of the ass-kicking superhero and the old, slow grandpa. Um, and maybe, like, we like to think that that ass-kicking superhero is deep down still there. And it, it shook loose. And again, it's, it's the relief of it finally happening. So I think it's a funny joke that scratches a need we desperately needed. Scratches a need. Scratches an itch that we desperately needed to be scratched. And I found it absolutely fascinating that some of the folks who were talking about this is big spending are the same people that got $158,000 in PPP money, including the, what's her name, that woman who believes in the, anyway. All right, now I think back to a mere five years ago when you were a kid. Uh, what would this have meant to you? Uh, well, let's, let's go more back to my 20s. And I remember the 2004 election, Bush versus Kerry. And I was really into that. I was 29 years old. And um, I think, you know, again, uh, Kerry was okay. But, man, we wanted something a lot fiercer than he offered. And do you remember Billionaires for Bush? Uh, yeah, that was an ironic group, right? It was an ironic group. And actually, my, my then roommate was really active in them. He was like one of their inner circle guys. And they were just nonstop. And they were doing stunts and parties and parades and, you know, were passed for online, you know, uh, campaigns at the time. And they got a ton of press. My roommate's picture was in The New Yorker. And all that, you know, trying to parodying uh, the right wing and saying they're all rich assholes. And, you know, it was more about anti-Bush than pro-Kerry. But while I wasn't remotely as involved with it as my roommate was, you know, I went to a few of their events and went to their parties and certainly liked it and liked the attitude and dressed up for the parties. Um, so I think I'd be really into the parody aspect of this and I'd be posting stuff and making my own dark branded memes. And I mean, I'm retweeting people now to the extent I care, but I, I'd be more into that kind of thing. And like I say, making my own memes, which I'm not going to do now. And, you know, I was a little feistier in my 20s. So as much as I hate conservative anti-American hypocrites now, I would have been more so then. And so eager to own the cons that I would have been really shoving, you know, uh, Joe Biden is, you know, a god of the universe and shoving it in their faces. So uh, yeah, I think I would have been possibly really into this aesthetic and this thing and you know, kind of taking it up as a project in a way now I just kind of laugh about it. Yeah, I feel I'm the antonym of that. And uh, I was I went back, of all things, I went back into the, the notes I have for the shitposting episode we did, which I guess at least was like three years ago now, something or abouts. And I thought a lot of those uh, points that I made to myself, I have not changed. And, and one of the things I was thinking of was like, well, how would I have looked at shitposting when I was a kid? 
Um, and then how would I look at this kind of shit posting? Even though like this is technically on our side, this is technically our belief system. You know, the first thing about this kind of memery, memification thing is it's so transient. Um, you know, the, the message warriors on the right wing have proven that all you need to do is just keep, you know, dumping feathers from a helicopter 10,000 feet above. Just keep the, you know, like a, a, a pillowcase and just keep upturning it. And so it's a constant snowstorm of bullshit. So long as you don't stop doing it, it doesn't matter how diaphanous and insubstantial and weightless the stuff is. You just create essentially the the, the um, falsity of depth and density if you just keep doing it over and over again. But it's essentially transient and empty. Um, you know, then you get the intersection of it being created by shit posters, the people who are completely cynical, the people who are at, at I was to say, at best they're libertarian. You know, at worst they're, they're, they're four channers or eight channers or 32 oh. channers, you know. But I mean, so much of the shit posting was just done by people who were almost compulsively there with Photoshop, coming up with things, trying to one up a joke, rather than having any idea, you know, what that means when somebody did wasn't at the ground zero in their little shit factory, their piss factory, looks at the stuff unironically outside of the context in which it's created. All of a sudden, it becomes marching orders. You know, that kind of thing. Um, and the other thing is, is that the message warriors on the other side watching how bad uh, MTG's, um, you know, her statements where she is, you know, telling Democrats to go to hell and that they should die and that they're all pedophiles. And, you know, like it, it is such a bleeding edge thing that is being co-opted by other members of the party. where you Or can... forgiven, which is just as bad. Yeah. Excused and forgiven. I, but I don't see that. I see other people are picking up the torch and they're going with it. We're using the same inflammatory yeah. language of saying, you know, it's okay to wish for their deaths. It's okay to call them all groomers. It's moving the Overton window. And again, there's no pushback. It, it, there's no grounding to it whatsoever. But as long as she issues something on Truth Social or someplace, because she's been kicked off Twitter now, I think. Is that the case? I can't remember. Yeah, she has. She yeah. Has. But I mean, until she was, you know, it, it was shitposting. It was absolutely groundless, baseless, noisy you know, a, a flare that you set off on the side of the road to announce that your car is broken down. She just would set them every six seconds. She would just, you know, that 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 pink white light that came out at the top of the stick. She was just waving it overhead, making sure you got attention. There was nothing to it. And I think at its heart, that's what message warring is. Message warfare looks like that now, where AOC, I think, is more cogent. She is stricter to the message, and her stuff tends to have some some um, some density some to ba- it. Some basis in fact as well. Some, some basis in fact, but it's like that <laughs> that is not sticky. That doesn't catch. You know what does catch? It is, well, is, but if you but see if you express it right, it does. That's what I'm saying, and maybe I'm too much of an optimist. But if it's crazy bullshit based on fact versus crazy bullshit va- based on lies, the crazy bullshit based on fact is. Is going to adhere more. I know, but you're still. You don't agree? No, I it's, it's not, look, I, I, it has to be that way. This is the thing. I'm not saying. It, I'm not saying it, it. Look, it has to be that way. But the problem is, is that we're taking what was once considered sacrosanct fact, incontrovertible, agreed upon reality, wow. and turning it into yeah. another another cudgel. Dark Brandon is a series of memes that depict a dark alter ego of U.S. President Joe Biden often pictured with eyes that glow or shoot lasers. Uh, Is the rise of Doc Brandon a sign of the apocalypse? I want to see uh, Joe Biden as Darkseid, ruler of apocalypse in DC Comics lore. 
you know, of course, Thanos, rip off of Darkseid, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, is Dark Brandon a sign of the end of the world? I'm sure many people would say that, but do you say that? Yeah, and I am going to say that. And it's not because I don't... Oh. It's not because I'm not on the side of the messaging. It's the it's the phenomenon of the messaging, period. Um, you know, the, the real danger of this shit... Again, I'm going to bring out the, the shitposting uh, problem is that much like Let's Go Brandon and everything else that they've created on the other side, they completely lack humor and irony. What they what they lose in humor and irony, they make up for with volume and uh, abrasiveness. You know, where they catch on to the they, they hold on to these things. You know, like for some reason, the idea of calling Biden Sleepy Joe, which is the least imaginative and of a nickname appellative you can possibly give somebody yeah but that's trump for you that's i know trump. sleepy but, joe but, little marco but he's this is why i think he's an idiot well you can't and, and you're think right beyond the most obvious and thought. then and then they yeah. wind up parroting the term sleepy joe outside of his mouth through all of their mouths too it's like no one comes up with anything better they just like oh that's the cutting edge that is fucking sj perlman rank humor for 1940s like that is the quality of of discourse that they have is calling them sleepy joe and it sticks and that's all it's got to be you know it's not even a first pass idea it's a fucking you know something you yell out from the toilet while you're reading the newspaper that's that's what you get so look there's a lack of there's a lack of irony and, and you know the the need for people to engage with very very serious things that are happening. I'm, I'm not. I'm not hectoring you, Noah. You know exactly what I'm talking about because this, this is all we care about. But these are serious topics that require specialty and concentration, expertise, yeah. and sobriety yeah. and fucking sobriety. Um, you know the fact that we're having to make it as as frivolous as this is. You know, essentially coal that you're stoking a railroad engine with. Another metaphor. This is something that's cratering society. And the way we interact with each other and the way we act with facts and the way we act with media. Um, you know, I, I, here was one of the things on the shitposting episode. I actually wrote my notes, whether I said this on the episode or not. You know, because we have a social media surface populated by short attention spans, deliberate provocation, antisocial behavior, media illiteracy, you know, which is matched up against the sludgy turtle of diseased baby boomer brains claiming victim, victimhood when they, in reality, they own everything. You know, right. this is not a sign. It's this real fucking deal. And this is kind of part of the reason why I moved out of the United States to, to another country where we have at least five to seven years before this phenomenon hits the Rhine River Delta, where I tend to be stationed right now. And... You know, I just I just don't know of old glory, you Noah, if she can with she survive the night in this onslaught, like at Fort Sumter. Yeah. Will the flag still be there at the end? I don't know. I see your point. I agree to an extent. I don't think it's quite as dire as you think. I mean, you could say I'm naive, and this is a coping mechanism to get out of bed in the morning. But I think communication always changes. And for better, maybe for worse, we're in this world where, you know, shit posting or maybe a more palatable term for it is much of the discourse and much especially the political discourse and i think that is a problem i'm not going to say it's not a problem and we need sober thinkers but again it's marketing and the world i want is the sober thinkers are doing the sober thinking behind the scenes and the marketing people the megan coins of the world know how to translate the sober thinking to the masses. And if they're finally doing that in a way that's getting through to people, I think that's a win and possibly the opposite of the apocalypse. 
you know, again, it helps when you have when you cook with the right food and the shit that's. I mean, it's it's amazing how every week the shit revealed about Donald Trump is worse and worse and worse. And this week it just took a whole nother level. I mean, it's unbelievable. But it really feels like this new marketing strategy on the part of Biden and the Democrats is finally putting Trump and the traitors on their heels in a media way that has not happened since he went down that escalator like a fucking idiot. Um, so this might, I mean, I've said this before, of course, but this might finally be what, what gives us the upper hand to defeat this, what, what is, you know, risking the chance of old glory being taken down permanently. Uh, I mean, I do think our country is in a dire way, and I think this is a way to express it. In, in, if not in an upper hand, how, how about a fair fight? Upper hand is one thing. Like, All right, fine. Well, a fair fight, we're going to win because we're smarter than them and we're right. And call me a goofball, but if it's a fair fight, we win, in my opinion. Um, it, we haven't, I mean, we won to some extent. Trump's not president anymore, but we haven't won as much as we needed because it was not a fair fight, right? Uh, so, you know, yeah, I see your point. This could be a real, this is a real problem to some extent, but it could also be what saves us and that it finally pushes us to, to you know, get shit done and express it and get people excited and get people motivated, get them voting, get them involved. I mean, you know, I am very unhappy about Roe v. Roe v. Wade being overturned for many reasons, but the silver lining is that it's getting people off their motherfucking asses. Do you know how many rallies and political events I've been to in the last six years? And at most of these events, I was the youngest person. I mean, how depressing is that? But when I went to a march uh, after Roe v. Wade was overturned, I was one of the oldest people. And that really filled me with hope. Following the death of an Al-Qaeda leader in late July, dark Brandon memes were co-opted by people who wanted to praise Biden rather than criticize him. All right, Noah, let's uh, start to bring this thing home. Tell me about uh, jealousy. Uh, do you find any uh, kernel or, or inkling of it in your thinking when it comes to this topic? No. I, I'd love the kind of superpowers that the dark Brandon character has, but alas. So, yeah, I, yeah, I don't see what there is to be jealous of. What about you? No, uh, quite the contrary. I don't see. I don't have any jealousy. I, I continually aghast with horror and revulsion. And, and please get me out of here. Send the um, uh, send the Hindenburg. Send the Zeppelin to to pull me out of this and take me to another place far away where I don't have to look at any of this stuff. Uh, where I can believe that newspapers still exist and that the most inflammatory thing we can think of is uh, what is it? Chet Huntley and David Brinkley's show. And how, yeah. you know, I bet you at some point somebody said, oh, the discourse on that show is really coarsening um, political. Oh, they said that all the time. I know, I, mean, I know. It's just, do you I... remember they got upset in 1992 debate between Clinton and Perot and Bush Sr. when Bush checked his watch during the debate? I do. I do remember that. Wow. And... That's some, wow. Barbaric stuff. Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, I'm trying to think of examples way earlier. Oh, Clinton got in trouble in the late 90s for using the phrase dumbass. And when he was quoted, when I worked at Rolling Stone, he was quoted as dumbass, and they threw the transcriber under the bus. They said he didn't actually say dumbass, it got transcribed wrong. All right, what about the fallopian scale, Noah? Where does this thing fall for you? All right, so I think this is pretty good. So I'm taking, you're going to disagree with this, but fuck you. 
Uh, I am taking one of your least favorite topics, Ryan's World. Oh, I think I say Brandy Melville. Okay. And multiplying by negative one. But, but, you know, maybe it's not that good. So I'm going to subtract fidget cubes. All right? So it's Ryan's World times negative one minus fidget cubes. So it's on the, it's on the plus side. I'm trying to think of like, on the plus side. like a coin purse filled with fidget cubes as an actual commodity that you would like spend. If you're trying to like break, like, oh, 10 fidget cubes to, to one uh, bowl right. of sourdough or something like that. We're, we're going to eventually, civilization will collapse. We'll be in a barter economy yes. where fidget toys are the are the coin of the realm. Yeah, yeah. It'll be like, what the, if you remember the, the movie Waterworld with Kevin Costner, one of the most precious things was actually paper. Because you can imagine how difficult it would be to either make and or maintain paper in a watery hot hellscape of a future. I never saw that movie. Was yeah. it good? Uh, I would, look, I saw it one time. No, I wouldn't say it's good, but that did stick out to me. Had human beings evolved gills? Is that what happened? He had. The Waterman. Oh, so he was like a Superman. Yeah, he was called the Mariner or something like that. Yeah, I forget what his name was. but And he just swam around, what, solving mysteries? or? Well, he had a souped up, um, like a, what is it, three-masted, three three-hold boat, a, a trimaran. And he was almost like an independent operator amongst all these other uh, factions of like freeboaters who were out there. And and the entire world was flooded over, so everyone just well, there was there was a, there was a legend of a of a piece of land still st- like not quite a continent, but something that was dry land, and except no one could find it until, of course, spoiler at the very end, he points his boat and him, and the woman and the young kid they actually find their way to it, and that's the. That's and the, when is this? Set? Is this set in the near future? Like people remember land, or is it? Yeah, in fact, uh, the, one of the Dennis Hopper is the bad guy. He's the head of the pirates. If you think of like the Mad Max kind of uh, road warrior thing, where they're right. like, why am I asking all these questions about a movie I'm never going to watch? Uh, because you're going to watch it as soon as we we turn it off. Yeah. Anyway, like let let, uh, let me get to the point here. I equated this to esports, which is is a simulation of life. But essentially, nothing is done other than your putrefaction. You're in a chair, dying inside, contributing nothing to real life. Noah, as I myself am doing exactly at this moment as I speak to you, <laughs> my voice is being carried by thousands yeah. of miles of, of coaxial cable and fiber. But you're optics. not sponsored by, you know, Manscaped. Uh, red- Red Bull or something. Yeah, or think yeah. you shave your balls or whatever. Use, use offer code Noah's scalp for uh, to buy a shaver or something like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> this underwear, I'll tell you, most comfortable underwear I've ever worn. I can't. <laughs> well, that definitely carries us to the end of yet another episode. Uh, once again, we it's like it's like a heist. They let we, we we got in and got out. No one was aware of it. We we made another yeah. podcast, and that's all there is to yeah. it. Killed no civilians in the process. If you like, I mean, find- a couple a couple cops, but no real. T- Right, I, you know, I choke a few people. I say, "You fuckers, you got to You got to buy." You know. So, if you'd like to find past episodes of this show, look on Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. Tweet to us at No One Bill Show. Write to us, No One Bill Don't Get It at gmail.com. It gives a review on the aggregators because that's how people find new podcasts and help spread the word. I'm on Twitter at William Scurry. Uh, my video content is on uh, YouTube at youtubecom Caesar and I'm still plugging uh, a podcast I did last week with uh, our friends over at Wrong Real, James Hancock. We cover the movie Amsterdam, which is a great um, horror schlock movie shot here in 1988, and so we had a good time. It's a relatively brief, uh, I would say, 
75 minute podcast which is less than they tend to be so you get in and get out and we uh, have a good time talking about a good movie which you will enjoy if you happen to watch it so noah t- uh, tell us about yourself my friend uh myself i am noah tardo and uh, i'm all about the big quiz thing bigquizthing.com learn about the finest in customized corporate and private live team trivia events contact us today hire us for your events wherever you might happen to be in person virtually you name it bigquizthing.com all right everybody so until uh we reconvene to talk about the advent of dark tip o'neill memes we we don't don't get get it. it a production of american caesar enterprises 2022